Hi, I'm Rebecca Lauderdale. I'm an internal medicine doctor in the Deep South, and I'm on a mission to make this statement true. Women physicians flourish. During my experience of burnout years ago, when not many people were paying attention to physician burnout, I eventually found my way and learned to flourish. I created this podcast to bring you the things that helped me most. The science, the stories, the people, and the evidence-based practices that will help you if you're struggling. Because the world needs doctors like you to not just be free of burnout, but to flourish. Hello, my fellow flourishers. Welcome to the first of a series of interviews with amazing doctors who have found their own unique ways to flourish. This week, my first interview is with a very special woman physician, Dr. Alicia Shelley. She's board certified in internal medicine and also certified in obesity medicine. She practices in the Atlanta metro area at Wellstar Douglasville Medical Center, where she has a practice in primary care internal medicine and obesity medicine. She is a marathon runner who is currently training for her sixth marathon, the New York City Marathon, in November, and she has personal experience with obesity and weight regain after bariatric surgery, which we talk about some during our conversation. She has recently launched a podcast called Back on Track, Overcoming Weight Regain, where she talks about the issues that she herself has gone through and ways that she um, helps her patients and others with dealing with weight regain. I love talking with her today because she's lived through the difficulties that she helps other people through, and I admire her so much. She has learned to thrive and is an example of someone who's truly flourishing. And you guys know that's what this podcast is all about. So here is my conversation with Dr. Alicia Shelley. Dr. Alicia Shelley, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me today. Sure. So as we get started, I like to start with a couple lighthearted questions just so we can get to know you a little better uh, before we get into the real juicy part of the talk. Um, So I have a question for you. I know that you're a runner. And you've done multiple marathons and you're training for one now, right? Yes. I'm training for the New York marathon in November. (laughs) So when you get finished with the marathon, after you've done all that preparation and um, all the hard work and you get a chance to catch your breath and rest a little what is it that you want to do first? Is there a meal that you want to have? Is there a place you want to go? Like what's your, what's your post-marathon recovery? Uh, You know, the funny thing is is I don't usually have a post-marathon recovery because I'm always looking the next race. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing that I enjoy about running is uh, actually the training. So the funny Uh, thing is like each week trying to train and and getting better and having a goal. And when I get to the actual marathon, I get really nervous. And I, and I start second guessing myself. I'm like, when was this a good idea to train for? (laughs) (laughs) You got to actually run 26 miles. And that has not (laughs) failed. I get nervous right before the race. (laughs) And so I think my next goal, I think after this, I still, I find that I need to run. 
running actually is not only a release, um, it helps me staying in shape. When I stop running, that's when I gain weight. Um, so my next race or my next challenge, I'm, I'm very challenge oriented. And so one of my challenges prior to this was to, to try to do all the five Abbott marathons. Um, mm-hmm. So I've, I've done Chicago and now I'll be doing, well, I've done one Chicago and then I'll be doing uh, New York. So that'd be two. And then mm-hmm. I have three. But then after that, um, my goal is to, uh, excuse me, um, after that, my goal is to actually try to Ironman. So, oh, I, wow. Yeah. So usually that's about, a, well, my understanding is about a year training. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there won't be any time off. I think I'll probably kick it more into high gear after that. But I, mm-hmm. that's, that's my goal. That's my goal. Next year, 2022, I put it out there. Iron Man, whether it's the <laughs> half Iron Man or full Iron Man, we're going to do one of the Iron Mans. Mm. Oh, that is amazing! So, tell me, tell me how running and exercise has been part of of your 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 taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Has that been something that you've done since you were young, or did you learn this as a skill as you got older? Where did where did that come from? So I wasn't very athletic as a child. <laughs> they tried to put me into like karate and volleyball and basketball. And I just was not very good at it, at, good at it at all. I remember like I tried up for the volleyball team in high school and I got cut like the first game there. I hit oh. the went the opposite direction and they were like, thank you so much for trying. <laughs> so <laughs> I was. I can identify. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to get that ball to you know to spike the ball to the other side, but and um, what interestingly enough, I had a friend who was a runner, and she was telling me, "Hey, you know, we can run together." And I was looking at her like she was crazy. <laughs> I was like, "Run! I've never done this before." And this was in 2016, and so we started off with a 5K, like a couch to 5K type program, where we started exercising and getting better. And then on top of that, um, after the 5K, I was like, oh, this is great. In Atlanta, we have the Peachtree Road Race, which is a 10K or a 6K. And so, like, let's do that. And we did that. We trained for it. And it was fun. It was great. And then I was like, let's do a half marathon. Now, the half marathon kicked my butt. (laughs) (laughs) So, So that's 13 miles, right? That's 13 miles. Yeah. 13 miles with the half marathon. I, I rethought my life after that particular, it was one of the divas um, races where they have like men dressed in, in firefighters costumes, handing out champagne. Let's just, <laughs> we barely got to the finish. The firefighters were all dressed and on the bus ready to go. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so, but you did it, right? I, you did it. I did it. And then the only reason why I actually ended up doing the marathon um, the next year was because they said, if you had done like the Peachtree Road Race, if you've done the half marathon, then guess what? You can get a prize if you do the marathon and do all three. And I was like, oh, I would love the prize. They didn't Mm -hmm. tell you what the prize was. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that would have motivated me enough. You're, (laughs) I guess I'm for free things is what it is uh-huh. <laughs> and so my me and my friends started training for it we trained with the Atlanta track club and ended up finishing the the marathon and got our free 
prize, which is a wooden watch that I'd never worn. No. <laughs> oh, but that's great. That's what got me running. <laughs> all things, all things. Uh, so, um, so you said that was 2016 or so when you started running. So you were already practicing. Like you were already, you'd been, how, how long have you been finished? Uh, with it had been about two years, two years. Cause I finished okay. um, uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So tell us, tell us a little about your practice as an internist. Yeah. So I uh, am, I do general internal uh, medicine or primary care. And then one day a week I do obesity medicine. So we call it the centers of best health, um, where we actually are helping people not only to lose weight, but actually um, cultivate a very healthy lifestyle to, in order to maintain the weight. Mm-hmm. So have you had uh, an obesity medicine, have you had obesity medicine as a component of your practice from the beginning? Or is that something that you've added in later? It was actually something I added in later. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't start the obesity medicine piece for maybe, I guess I would say two years. So it's 2021. I would say 2018, 2019, maybe three years where I started to add it into my uh, practice because women and men, they want to talk about their weight loss. They're like, doc, I need to talk about this weight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, okay, Mm -hmm. let's talk about it. And um, then I started getting into the, I started, I got certified for, Mm -hmm. Uh, obesity medicine. And I just really enjoyed it. I I have to admit, I wasn't necessarily in obesity. I wasn't always into obesity medicine. In medical school, I did uh, research with an obesity medicine doc, but I never mm-hmm. saw myself as uh, an obesity medicine doc um, in the future until until I just started to enjoy it and actually learning more about um, obesity and not just you know, how to hand out medications, but also treat the full pay, the full person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, my, my mission with this podcast is to help women physicians to flourish and, and whatever flourishing means to us individually. Um, And the reason that the reason I do it is because I've, I've been in a situation where I know what it, I know what it feels like to very much not be flourishing and to clumsily and painfully find myself, find my way out of that. And I know that, you know, a lot of people who, um, who kind of have a passion for helping other people have a personal experience that is at the root of that. Is that true for you in in your work? Oh yeah, um, definitely. So I have been one of these people who have struggled with weight all my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Themes. Like I look at pictures as a child, I'm like, oh, I was a little chunky one. <laughs> uh, but it, it has always been something that, um, you know, you were teased as a child. Um, also, even in my family, it was kind of you were looked down upon, you know, to be overweight. And so it's something that I've always tried to um, work on. And even I remember in high school, I just started riding my bike like after school for like an hour just to kind of work out. And, and I actually lost weight. I don't, I don't remember how much weight, but my clothes were a lot smaller <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. when I was exercising. And then even in college, 
um, well, you know, you, you always gain that college 15. I think mine was college 20 because of the food. The food is like, is very, um, yeah. Fat. And it was, <laughs> I had moved off campus and started uh, cooking for myself that I was able to kind of lose weight as well. And so interestingly enough, in medical school, I guess I was that stressed out. <laughs> I was, uh, I lost weight, but then also I was exercising too in med school. I was trying to have more balance in med school. So I lost weight then. But then residency, I gained it back completely. Um, and I was, I would say after residency, I was, my highest weight was 285. And so that's when I ended up actually undergoing the gastric sleevectomy, um, was able to lose down to 205. And now I'm been maintaining that weight as well now. Um, and it has, it's been a game changer. It has given me kind of another lease on life. I have another tool in my toolbox to kind of help with maintaining weight. Uh, what I've realized over time was that with my weight, you always have to be doing something. I'm not one of those people that can just stop. Um, cause when I, like I said before, when I stop running or when I stop exercising, that's mm -hmm. when I gain the weight. And so I have to always be consistent where this is more of not just um, something I do as a hobby, but this is something I do um, to maintain my lifestyle and to maintain my size. Mm -hmm. And so it definitely, you know, my battle with weight um, over the years has actually uh, made it easier for me to want to get to, you know, to teach others about weight loss and teach others what I've gone through because I've been there. <laughs> I've been that person where you're like, I look up and I've gained 20 pounds and it's only been a month and you're like, what just happened? And so I know how it is to kind of get off track and get back on track. And so that was kind of the, the one thing that fueled me to start a podcast talking about that, how to overcome weight mm -hmm. regain. The total title is Back on Track, Overcoming Weight Regain, because I've done that. I've had to, even as an adult, keep doing it over and over again. It can be extremely discouraging. Uh, sometimes you just want to throw your hands up and just be like, I'm done. But I realized that, number one, my clothes don't look great. Who <laughs> wants to buy new clothes? Um, but then number two, I realized that it helps me to be in a better place when I'm exercising. Because when I don't exercise, I feel very guilty. I feel sluggish. I don't feel the best me. Mm -hmm. So you definitely have, there's the, there's the long-term gain of maintaining a healthy weight and, and just the, the long-term health benefits of regular exercise for me. And that's, you know, this is me. I know it's true for, for some people, not everybody, but there has to be some sort of immediate reward or it's very difficult to do. So you just mentioned some things, um, that just the way you feel in general, you feel better. How long after you started running back in 2016, did you, did you realize this was something that you could do like and keep doing and that it, and that you did feel good when you did it? Mm. I think it probably took me um, maybe a couple of years because here's what I do. I plan all types of races. And so mm -hmm. I have like um, races throughout the year that I'm actually training for. And it makes it a little bit easier for me to kind of, cause I always have a goal. Like there's like you said, that immediate mm -hmm. result, immediate um, reward for me, it's like, okay, another race. And mm -hmm. so, um, and then also on top of that, I've cultivated relationships with our run buddies. <laughs> so, uh -huh. so 
always getting together. Um, we I didn't mention this, but I was also a run lead for Atlanta Track Club too, where we would get together and just run together and train. Um, and we do this throughout the year, which makes it a little bit easier to kind of stay active. Um, so to answer your question, um, I don't think, I, I think it took me several years to realize that I could do this because the first year was me trying it out and just mm-hmm. seeing like, okay, how do I train here? How do I do this? Um, and, um, you know, just trying to, to figure out running <laughs> per se. It sounds crazy. It's not that, that difficult, but you know, you want to make sure your form is okay. You want to make sure you have the right nutrients, the right hydration. So there's all these different, um, elements of it. And me trying to figure that out the first year, I, you know, I couldn't see myself running the Peachtree road race. And that was six miles. Like the year before I started running, one of my, um, the nurses where I worked in, she was like, Oh, I do the Peachtree every year. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you do the Peachtree. You do six miles. I can't believe it. And then the, <laughs> I did. <laughs> so I think for me, it's just um, always having a challenge that kind of keeps me going. But it did take me a couple of years to get there. Mm-hmm. So were there have there been times when you've had to do a lot of self-coaching around um, comparison or. Um, or just around body image in general, um, you know, and, and the, and the why for your exercise. Yeah, definitely. I, I do find, cause sometimes you look at people and you see how they've done and in your mind, you compare yourself, you compare yourself to them, you know? And, uh, sometimes I, uh, look at myself, I'm like, well, this person lost all this weight with this surgery and I didn't, or well, I actually lost like 80 pounds, but still, you know, you're kind of mm-hmm. like you compare your success to someone else. And I always have to remind myself that, look, you've done a good job. Like, you know, you have that self-talk where you're like, you've done well, you've been able to maintain your weight, number one. Yeah, it's gone up and down, but you've been able to maintain your weight and that you look good. And so sometimes it's just appreciating how you feel and how you look and not comparing, not allowing yourself to compare yourself to others is the issue. Um, The other thing I was going to say is, you know, with everything, there's always mindset and having to um, focus on, you know, on certain aspects. I, I think for me, initially, when I started running, I was really ashamed of wearing running pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were mm-hmm. a little tight, you know. <laughs> uh, but then my running coach was like, look, you can't wear these little baggy sweatpants running. You need to have like the proper equipment so that you can be, be faster and then be more comfortable. And though, mm-hmm. so since then, um, I just, I just wear the proper clothing and it, and it helps. It helps. Um, so I think a, definitely body imaging, you always have to be mindful of how you're comparing others and then, um, having your wins. So I kind of have a picture of myself when I was at my heaviest and then I compare myself to where I am. I'm like, well, look, you've done something, man. <laughs> Good mm-hmm. job. You know, like, don't look at a number. Um, I once heard uh, an, um, a, uh, a talk, a presentation through the Obesity Medicine Association speaking about the topic of best health, um, mm-hmm. meaning that having like, a, like being a certain weight doesn't mean that you're the best health. You can be a little bit heavier and still have great health, still be uh, exercising physically, still um, be happy. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, 
that's kind of where I am. I'm in a place where I'm number one is happy. I'm healthy. I'm exercising. And I may not necessarily get to a BMI of 24, but I'm still at, I mean, I'm still trying to, I'm, I'm striving for it, but mm-hmm. I don't let that be the end all be all of it. I, uh-huh. I have to like, enjoy the journey where I am. Yeah. Like you're something that I've definitely struggled with. And I know a lot of, a lot of others do is that, waiting, feeling like, you know, I need to wait. I can be happy when I hit the certain weight goal, or I can be happy when I achieve this certain thing. And, um, I had, I talked some on my podcast last week about, I've had a lot of weight gain during the pandemic. Like over the past 18 to 24 months, I've gained about 70 pounds, seven zero. And, I've never been in, I've never weighed this much in my life. Um, I feel not so great, <laughs> but I'm working. I, I, I recognized this time, this is so different than other times I've worked on weight in the past um, because of the work that I've done in my head um, about accepting how things are and that my worth is not tied to my weight, but that. I also need to go the extra step of having some kind of more fierce self-compassion where I am like, okay, I, I let's, let's, let's work on this. Let's coach myself and talk about um, ways that I can get better and break unhealthy habits in a way that's not harming my, my self-concept or, or my, just the way that I'm living. So um how do you talk to your patients who struggle with that? Yeah. I mean, I thank you so much for sharing your story and and being so transparent um, because we all go through that. You know, we all go through that point where all of a sudden we've, we've gained weight um, and you're trying to kind of get back on that motivation. Like you said, trying to get back to your healthy habits. Mm -hmm. And so what I try to remind my patients, because I see patients like that all the time where they're just discouraged. They're like, I'm never going to lose weight. Um, I try to help them focus on the small things that they, that they can do instead of looking like, yes, big pictures, we're going to lose weight. Right. But mm-hmm. how get there? What's the, and so I, I ask them to make what I call smart goals where we all use smart goals, specific, yeah. achievable, um, realistic and timely goals, um, which are basically small goals that you can actually do. And a good example of that is like, for someone who has stopped exercising, I would say, Hey, how many days a week can you put in your schedule to exercise and for how many minutes? And they'll come up with maybe three times a week, 30 minutes for that particular session. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do for that session? Okay. I'm going to go walking. So we make these small goals to kind of help with number one, like you said, getting back on the, on the habit, um, Mm -hmm. on a good habit, but we're starting slow. I'm not asking them to make all these total changes all at once because sometimes those can be overwhelming. But if Mm -hmm. you can focus on the small goals, that'll help you kind of actually, what happens is, is that you'll do one and you're like, yes, I did it. And then you start getting more confidence. You start getting um, more more excited. You're like, well, let me do more. So let me go in here and and try to do this. And then once you accomplish that goal, then you'll say, okay, what's the next goal? And so it kind of is like a snowball type of effect. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess the to the first thing do I want to just kind of recognize and um, and actually um, the word I'm trying to say is not only just recognize what they're feeling but validate what they're feeling and mm-hmm. tell them that 
okay? And let them know they're not the only person who's who's gone through this. Um, and then number two, um, my goal is to kind of give them motivation to kind of make those small goals, to make those small baby steps and let them know it's okay to start slow, you know? Um, we all have different habits that aren't quite as healthy that we're trying to break. And sometimes um, when we focus on the big picture, you may not get it done. I remember I had tried to do this diet, which had me eating a hundred grams of carbs a day. And for some reason, and I know people who take keto are only doing 20 grams, but for some reason for me, I felt the world was coming to an end with the hundred grams. Like it was just mm-hmm. so overwhelming. And so <laughs> when I realized you just got to start slow, start small and then build on them. That's kind of how I, try to encourage my patients, especially when they've gone through that and they're in that mindset, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cause sometimes they tell me, I know what to do. I just can't do it. And so I'm like, well, let's figure out how we can start doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think as a, um, as a physician, a lot of us think of ourselves, we, we approach things differently than we might with patients when we're mm-hmm. looking, um, to make improvements like that. And we just kind of want to go, all in and that's not the best way to start (laughs) um and that you know all in I was Mm -hmm. when I was in college I went on a diet once you just mentioned going on a diet and I went it was some like it was one of those crazy things that somebody it's like a chain email or something it was like the cabbage soup diet do you remember that it went around yeah. in the 90s and the it was like diet. you ate cabbage soup and then like there were certain things you could eat each day it was like a can of tuna fish and a can of, a can of beets I had never had <laughs> beets in my life and I I remember the nausea <laughs> that I had with that but it was just you know the idea I've got to go all in here you know got to do it all but it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I always try to tell them we're, we're going for the long game. The marathon, well, this is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I agree. I remember I was, um, after college, I did the lemonade diet. I thought I was going to die. I thought like, Lord, oh, what I'm- was that? What was the huh? lemonade diet? It was just, you would drink lemonade with cayenne pepper. <laughs> oh no. Gird <laughs> city. Oh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> on me. I was like, Lord, take me now. So, but you're absolutely right. Um, sometimes it's just, it's the, it's about the long game, the, the healthier habits <laughs> versus mm-hmm. the short term rewards. <laughs> so tell us how, um, you, how we can how we can keep in touch with you how can we find you um your podcast um again is called uh, it's yeah. overcoming weight regain yeah back on track overcoming back on track. so wherever you're listening at your podcast now feel free to just search back on track, overcoming weight regain, um, with Dr. Alicia Shelley, and you should see me. Um, also feel free. You can reach out to me on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Shelley MD. Mm-hmm. And I have the website, which is Dr. Shelley MD.com. So I'll be happy to answer whatever questions you have, or, Hey, if you want to just shoot me a, a message and tell me how you're flourishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be and- happy. 
And you're, you're in the Atlanta area. Yes, I am. I am. I work in uh, Douglasville, um, outside of Atlanta, where we have our centers of best health and our actual primary care. So we're also accepting new patients. All right. So any, so primary care and obesity medicine in and in and or in or around Atlanta. Um, yeah, with the Wellstar Medical Group. Sorry, I forgot okay. to mention it. Our medical group. And um, I will, for our listeners in the show notes, we'll have links to your podcast and your website so they can, and your Instagram, if that's okay. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll put those in so they can, they can um, keep up with you and what you're doing. Um, in closing, are there... Um, are there any things lately that you have been reading or listening to that you would recommend to other women physicians? Doesn't have to be medical related. Yeah. Well, you know, I, so I'm always trying to be better with my habits and just with my time management in general. I think we are all trying to, to be better. And so mm-hmm. I recently read a great book called Atomic Hab- Habits by James uh-huh. And he really talks about how to, how you can set up good habits in your life. And I have found it so helpful um, as I not only talking with patients, but just how I can apply to my life. <laughs> Cause there's always <laughs> something trying to improve, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely would recommend, um, recommend that book, um, how he kind of breaks down habits. It, it was, it's a must read, must read. All and right. Just, I've hmm. been seeing that one in the suggestions for a long time but I have, I don't know that I've known anybody that's read it or recommended it until now. So that makes me interested. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. De- I definitely, it was really good. I did audible cause I find that it's so much easier <laughs> to listen. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I, I, I loved it. I really did. Mm. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, I've really enjoyed talking with you and getting to know you better and um, I will keep in touch and hopefully we'll have another episode together one day. Yes. And thank you so much for uh, allowing me and inviting me on your show. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening today. Um, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Before I go, I want to remind you of the Summer of Self-Love listening parties that I've been talking about the past couple of weeks. Those um, where we're listening to Brene Brown's six-episode podcast series devoted to the 10th anniversary of The Gifts of Imperfection, a book that changed my life and um, I know has affected many, many other people that I know. And um, even though we've already had two of our dates already, we have five more dates left through the middle of August. You'll feel right at home if you if you start with us now, even though you weren't able to participate in the first two. So if you're interested, please sign up at the link in the show notes, or you can find the link to the sign up in my Instagram bio. I am Dr. Lauderdale on Instagram. You can find me there. Uh, Thanks again so much to Dr. Alicia Shelley. I've included her contact information, um, her website and her podcast called Back on Track, Overcoming Weight Regain in the show notes today. Before I leave, I want to leave you with a short blessing. This one again, written by Jan Williamson. In the pondering of your past, in the contemplation of your present, in the hungers that persist, and in those that fall away, peace to you, deep peace. 
Much love, my friends. Until next time.